Hello, it is Nick Zangle here. Welcome to the second California recall election update on my channel. This time we are touching on the three main candidates running to defeat Gavin Newsom, and we're going to touch on some of the bigger stories that came out of all three this past month and my thoughts and opinions on them from Caitlyn Jenner seemingly flipping on a trans issue that's been a major, major storyline in the national news to John Cox's campaign kickoff and the troubles that have come out of that. And then we'll go to former San Diego mayor Kevin Falconer's campaign actually gaining support here in California. And we're going get to get into all of that. But if you are new here, my name is Nick Zangle and this is and I'm coming to you live from California, USA. And on this channel, I share my thoughts and opinions on news stories from four major categories being new media, internet culture, mainstream media, pop culture, private business sector, and public political sector every week where you get to share your take as well in live stream and video premiere live chats on YouTube. So if you're here live, make sure to say hello and share your thoughts. And if you're watching or listening on replay, make sure to comment where you can and I will get back to you as soon as I see the comment. Now, before we get into the stories, I want to do a quick reiteration of why this California recall election is so important, whether you are a Californian or not. And it's because you most likely rely on California in some way in your everyday life, whether it's consuming entertainment or relying on big tech platforms like YouTube and Google, or you rely on imports, which California has two of the biggest import, two of the biggest ports for imports and exports uh, in the country, whether it's you eat food on that's grown in here in California, all those things are affected by the state of the state of California, which will affect you in some way, as I said. And in, in a recall election indicates that there is some change and some shift going on. And if you rely on California for your everyday life in some way, then that shift will be coming to your doorstep in a matter of time. Now, whether you like that shift or not is another question, but this is, this is where, we at, where we are at. So without further ado, let's get into the first stories regarding Caitlyn Jenner. Now, give me a quick second to share my screen with you. And we are starting with an article from Newsweek. Let me make sure you can see it. Okay. Let's add to stream. All right, here we go. So this is an article from Newsweek, which is called Caitlyn Jenner flips on transgender sports issue wants state to determine who is quote unquote truly trans. This is by Cami Pedroja. And it was published on May 27th, so a few days ago. All right, it's let's start here. All right. So Caitlyn Jenner says, quote, what I want to do, what I would do as governor, I would put together a commission. This was when she was on America's Newsroom, with it, which is the Fox News morning show. And she said, quote, and trans women who are truly trans, who at a very young age, you know, started proper medical treatment, They've grown up as girls, of course. They should be able to compete in girls' sports. But some guy who hasn't done any therapy, who hasn't done anything, there has to be a review board. I'm thinking she's saying she was meant to say that he shouldn't. If a guy just 
wants to be trans all of a sudden just to prove a point, then probably doesn't think that that's the right way to do it. Um, she goes on to say, and then the Newsweek article says, Jenner's most recent position differs from the variety of former positions she has stated on trans girls playing in girls sports. This is a question of fairness, what she told TMZ on the street on May 1st. And she said, that's why I oppose biological boys competing in girls' sports at school. It just isn't fair. And then the reporter asked her, but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to d deny them? And the Fox News host Dana Perino on America's Newsroom then played the TMZ clip and asked Jenner why her position seemed to have changed, to which Jenner replied, you notice I did not say that statement, trans women, I said biological boys. What I would do as governor, I would put together a commission, and then she goes on to explain that the state would decide on a case-by-case -case basis who was quote-unquote truly trans enough, and then she did not specify what methods a state commission would employ, and she went on to say that the Olympics and the NCAA have strict regulations about transgender athletes, but high schools have quote, no guide rules, there's no rules and regulations. So, with that said, I have some thoughts on this. So, basically, the media was framing Caitlyn's, uh, hold on. The media was framing Caitlyn's idea of this or her, her, her thoughts or her, her, uh, her new stance on this as a flip-flop. But in my opinion, I actually see this as her moderating her stance because this seems to be one of those issues she, as a trans woman, will be most closely looked at and watched for. And this is the biggest test I think she'll have to pass in order to even have a chance policy-wise because she is a trans woman and the trans community has been critical of her. But I think this is the one issue where she can set herself apart from being aligned with a President Trump make America great again, America first policy and the criticism that comes from that. And so this is the one stance where she has been vocal about having a difference in opinion on this from President Trump. Now, one problem I do see that could arise is critics saying, and, and this is something I actually slightly agree with, is that the government, it shouldn't be the government's job to tell you how trans you are or if you are quote unquote trans enough. But also on topics such as this, where up until this point, it is very polarized, which I think is a similar thing going on with the abortion argument. Maybe she is onto something with this right now because it seems the details of this, well, she's onto something because she might be one of the few who can actually moderate a stance on this and try to please both sides. But right now, I think the lack of clarity around her position and, and the commission and what they would actually do and how they would actually enforce this and what criteria they would use to, to tell who is quote unquote trans enough. I think some clarity on that would help people decide if they agree with Caitlyn on this or not. But her moderating this stance, in my opinion, can go one of two ways, which is, I guess, the definition of, of being polarizing, which is that she is potentially trying to please people on both sides to gain support in the recall election. But also she could be eventually pleasing no one because maybe this is one of those issues where majority people see it as black and white and if you try to moderate it people can take it 
either way either everyone is kind of like okay we can we can agree on this or no one's going to agree on it so it's just one of those topics and we'll we'll see how this goes forward but that was the major update from caitlin jenner who i touched on in my first update or my first cover episode or live covering the recall election and i'm sure i will have more updates from caitlin going forward so now i want to start talking about john cox who i mentioned last time but i didn't really get into a lot about him and his uh campaign so I'm going to share my screen again. Give me one second. And so John Cox, he was, um, so he ran against Gavin Newsom in 2018. And so this that's why this one is a little more interesting. So let me zoom in a little bit here. All right. So, this article is titled, California Recall Brings Circus Act to Town. And as you see here, he's pictured, John Cox is pictured with a bear named Tag. It's a Kodiak brown bear. And we're going to get into that right now. So, this article is by Carla Maranucci, and it was published on May 4th, so about a month ago, but I'm going to give another update few more updates on this campaign from John Cox as well. But she said, quote, while Jenner's three-minute launch video drew national attention, which I touched on last time a little bit, the California political class was fixated on a live Kodiak bear named Tag who made his political debut roaming in a public Sacramento park behind Cox, two years after being trampled in a historic landslide defeat by Newsom, Cox unveiled his rebooted campaign, retooled with new staffers, new ads, and a new pitch. Cox rebranded himself as the quote-unquote beast to the point of changing his Twitter handle to at Beast John Cox and portrayed himself as Newsom's opposite in a quote-unquote Beauty and the Beast scenario. Cox repeatedly dismissed the governor as a quote-unquote pretty boy and said quote-unquote the beast has <laughs> failed his mission of governing. Cox said, quote, we're going to need big beastly changes to be made in this state, referring to his campaign. Mere feet away from the press corps, Cox's massive surrogate held reporters rapt attention as he downed dozens of Oreo cookies tossed his way in front of the candidate's new campaign bus, wrapped with a massive portrait of Cox and the bear with the slogan, Meet the Beast. Cox also dropped $5 million of his own money into his campaign fund Tuesday, funds that will pay for statewide airing of a new ad pushing the Beauty and the Beast message. The move had the intended effect of driving California political talk for two days at, for two days after Jenner had sucked the oxygen from Republican recall room over the past few weeks. Political strategists, lobbyists, and legislative aides made bad jokes and expressed astonishment on social media. Now here's where it gets interesting. People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, known as PETA, tweeted its anger, quote, It's unfortunate and shameful that Tag the Kodiak Bear has been exploited in this way. PETA urges anyone with an ounce of decency to keep wild animals out of their publicity stunts, end quote. His strategy also befuddled several battle-scarred GOP advisors in California who, who said, quote, How many times do you get to formally announce that you're running in one campaign? Tweeted GOP strategist Matt Shupi. Still, recall backers celebrated the day events 
the day's events for pumping up interest in a state where politics is often mixed with show business. Quote, they are fostering a much needed pol policy debate on the future of California, said Tom Del Beccaro, cheer chair of RescueCalifornia.org, the group backing the recall, and the former chair of the California Republican Party. Um, let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to say? That was basically it. Um, he didn't really say much about his his uh, his platform other than he's kind of differentiate himself from Gavin Newsom. But let's share a different article, which is uh, more talking about the the problems with this bear being used in his campaign, which is kind of the first big scandal of his of his campaign. So let me go to that one really quick. If you're just joining me, make sure to say hi in the chat or let me know your thoughts so far and if you have any questions. All right. There's we go. Let's make sure everything's good. Add the stream. There we go. All right. Let's zoom in just a little bit. All right. This article is titled California Gubernatorial Candidate Under Investigation. By the way, that last one is Politico. Um, under Investigation for a 1,000 pound bear campaign mascot. This is from The Hill, posted on the 14th of May by Tal Axelrod. And. Let's start. Hold on one second. All right. So California Republican gubernatorial candidate John Cox is facing a local investigation into his decision to campaign with a 1,000 pound bear in San Diego. The San Diego Humane Society confirmed to The Hill Friday that its law enforcement division is, quote, investigating the use of a Kodiak bear on the campaign trail. The group says Cox violated a city law that prohibits anyone besides zoos from bringing wild animals into the area. Cox's campaign did not immediately respond to a request for comment from The Hill, but told local media outlets that it had the approval of, quote, several government agencies to campaign with the bear, whose name is Tag. Quote, every care was taken to ensure TAG's comfort and safety with the approval of several government agencies. California needs beastly change, and that may ruffle some feathers of left-wing act activists. That was from the press secretary of the campaign, Anthony Ramirez. And the campaign is renting the bear from Working Wildlife in Fraser Park, which loans out wild animals for entertainment purposes. Now, that's all I really want to say about that part of the wild animal thing, which is an interesting take. I have a few thoughts on that, but I want to get to one more thing regarding regarding Cox, and then I will share my thoughts on his campaign. All right, one more thing. Bad news for for um John Cox, which is about his previous campaign for run as governor against Gavin Newsom. And that is from the Los Angeles Times, which the article is titled Multimillionaire Recall Candidate John Cox Owes Consultants from Failed Gubernatorial Bid. And this was posted only a few days ago by Sima Meta. All right, so it says, 
She says, multimillionaire recall candidate John Cox's prior gubernatorial campaign has been ordered by a judge to pay about $100,000 to a political consultant consulting firm that produced television ads for his unsuccessful 2018 race, one of a string of unpaid bills detailed in a lawsuit and campaign filings. Cox's campaign has refused to pay, leading to a, quote, debtor's examination hearing next month in San Diego over the financial status of that campaign committee, according to court records. Quote, California needs to know the real story about John Cox. To be honest with you, he's not who he says he is, said Jim Innocenzi, the founding partner of Sandler Innocenzi, the Virginia-based GOP firm, that an arbitrator and a judge have ruled is owed nearly $55,000 for ads it produced and about $43,000 in attorney's costs, interest, and other fees as of September 2019. These awards have grown by 6% interest since then, plus additional attorney's fees as Innocenzi has tried to collect the money. Now, a spokesperson for Cox's current gubernatorial campaign said the invoices were submitted late and that Cox contests the amount owed. Quote, there is a dispute over questionable exorbitant fees to the campaign, said spokesman Anthony Ramirez, adding that there was no money left in the 2018 account to pay outstanding bills. Quote, these attacks are desperate and won't work. What Ramirez references as attacks are in fact rulings in favor of the ad firm by arbitrator Patricia Latham in September 2019 and San Diego Superior Court Judge Daniel F. Link in February. So, John Cox's campaign is clearly troubled already, even though they just got started. And I have a few thoughts on this. Hold on. Let's switch here to my thoughts. So, we read all the articles, and what's interesting about the the bear situation where he's using a bear was that i mean i get his campaign the whole thing it's a, it's a symbol of beauty and the beast and i think it's smart in that way but i think he could be going further with using that as the anchor to his whole platform to really reach californians like myself and others on what he's actually going to do and to show us that he has a pulse on what the real problems are so what's interesting is our state flag here in California, it says California Republic, and it has a California grizzly bear on it. So in my opinion, if you're going to pull this stunt with a live animal, a bear, why not try to actually get a California grizzly bear? Because then it actually ties into California. Of course, the Kodiak bear may be in California too, but to me, that would tie it into being... A huge, the, the flag represents this huge economy and that we are this huge state, that we are a republic of our own, and how the outdoors are important to us and how and focus on environmental policy that he believes in that can reach everyone. And instead of attacking the people who are standing up for the bear, which I understand that's a very partisan political stance is to kind of attack left-wing radical activists or whatnot. Uh, but I think he could have played it even better, in my opinion, to really get the message out there because clearly he got a lot of attention for this stunt and he think he could have leveraged it a lot better rather than only attacking Gavin Newsom, using it as separating him from Gavin Newsom, but also as an anchor to expressing his viewpoints and his his uh, his policies that he's putting forth, 
which clearly his strategy from 2018 did not work. So there we go. Um, and also, it's funny because I didn't realize he actually pulled this stunt until like I was researching for this update, and I re and I realized it's because I the past six months have been working from home, and the first six months of the pandemic I wasn't. So I used to get a, even in my brief commute to the office, I would at least get a little sense of something on the radio of what's going on in the news locally. And I realized that I don't have that anymore. And this story really brought that to my attention and I don't have cables. So I have to really go out of my way to, to find new stories and to stay in the loop, which is good and bad. It's bad because it's not as easily accessible to me or in my face, but it's good because it forces me to really look into things. And so I didn't, talk about this last time because I wasn't really aware in it and like they said in this art these articles Caitlyn Jenner really caught the news cycle nationally and locally because of the name recognition and really all the the, the media firestorm around her in general and so uh, I'm glad I caught this and I'm able to give that that side of things um, also I, I wrote here that he could have used this also too highlight the good aspects of zoos. I know there's a lot of controversy around zooing animals and you could have touched on education, research, and tourism that comes from zoos and animals like Tag the Bear and the company that they work with to use animals for entertainment. And you could have touched on the entertainment industry as well. So there was that. Um, so that's all my thoughts So for now on John Cox. So let's get into... Uh, let me make sure the live chat's doing good. Okay, we're good. Um, Kevin Falconer, who was the former San Diego mayor. So last time I kind of brain farted on his name. And so I, I know it now and I, I don't know why I brain farted, but I won't mess it up again. Um, so he has been doing more appearances to get the word out about his campaign platform as part of his run to replace Gavin Newsom in the recall. And I want to get to an article about from the San Francisco Gate, which I semi-purposely chose that publication to touch on this because that is where former or current governor Gavin Newsom, that's where he came up in the political world from being in the city council to mayor. And then from there, he, he catapulted to uh, lieutenant governor and now governor. So, and someone credit him Gavin Newsom for a lot of what San Francisco has turned into when he was involved in the city up into his mayorship. So let's share that screen really quick. Hope everyone's hanging in there. All right. So let me make sure I share and we'll get there. All right. Let's zoom in. This article is titled, This May Be the Guy, Newsom Foe Kevin Fal Falconer Quietly Had a Very Good May, Will It Matter? And this is by Eric Ting of the San Francisco Gate. And we start here when they said, when he says, when compared with Cox and Jenner, Falconer has been decidedly serious. The mayor's quote, Ruth, mayor's ruthless appearance could help him consolidate support among California Republicans and Falconer 
likes to highlight the fact that San Diego's voter registration statistics are only 25% of registered voters are Republicans and the rest are Democrat or Independents, which lines up with the statewide statistics. But with recent policy, recent policy Institute of California polls showing that 57% of voters oppose the recall at this time, it is fair to ask if Falconer's moves will matter in the end. Even if Falconer emerges as the clear leader at the bottom of the ballot, the question of who will replace Newsom becomes irrelevant if less than 50% of voters vote to recall their governor at the top of the ballot. So, however, like I said in this article, Dr. Isaac Hale, a lecturer in political science at UC Davis, said that if Falconer, who was elected twice in Democratic San Diego and has a history of bipartisanship, emerges as the likely replacement, it could possibly alter voters' thinking when they vote on the first question of whether to recall Newsom or not. And he said, quote, potentially a... potentially <laughs> um, said when asked if Falconer's rise could kneecap the Newsom team's talking points that voting yes on the recall would give way to a Republican in the mold of Donald Trump, who is highly unpopular in California. Quote, if you're the Newsom campaign, you're really happy right now to see recall support divided among four Republicans, especially when one of them is Falconer, who styles himself as a moderate and can appeal to independent and Democrats. And the theatrics, theatrics of Cox in general aid his talking points. Now, Newsom has and his team have leaned hard into their quote unquote, stop the Republican recall messaging, painting, painting recall supporters as right ring right ring right wing extremists even though democrats as prominent as christine pelosi have warned against doing so the falconer campaign strongly pushed back on newsom's messaging and they said quote this recall is powered by californians from across the political spectrum democrats republicans independents who have had enough of gavin newsom's incompetent leadership and elitist agenda that was by secretary of falconer press gustavo portello and they said, quote, our campaign is building momentum because we're forced on focused on the issues that matter most, which are reducing homelessness, cutting taxes on the middle class and restoring affordability. Um, all right. So that's basically all I want to say with that. But what is interesting about this is uh, the part where they said, some may be turned off by, or let me just say this. Falconer, though, I think the only thing working against him, right, or the one thing working against him is his record in San Diego. If there's anything in there that wouldn't be popular statewide, then that could be working against him. And out of the three candidates we talked about today, he's the only one that's been elected to office and has a record in elected office. So that could be working against him. What I will say is it is an interesting point about the makeup of San Diego and the fact that he got elected there and how it does reflect more of a statewide um, stance. Also interesting is a Pelosi who is related to Nancy Pelosi, who is Gavin Newsom's former aunt by marriage, um, came out and, and criticized the talking points of the Gavin recall counterpoints by the, re by the, by the Newsom team and people in the same realm politically across the nation who have supported Gavin Newsom. And 
it is interesting because when I heard that, because the, the recall efforts have failed multiple times leading up to this one now that's been successful. And this one really gained traction because of the pandemic response by Newsom and his administration. And so they were really in denial, I think, and the media too, up until it was became almost certain that this was going to go through. And so when it almost became official or pretty much became official, then he went on a media campaign. One comment he made on The View and other places was that, like they said in that article from the San Francisco Bay, San Francisco Gate, that um, he, let me go to the main topic, hold on, that he uh, tried to paint everyone as these extremists. And that is a huge problem, even before they reported on this as a problem, because the people who actually are supportive of the recall know that is not true. In my opinion, from my personal observations, the majority, if not most, of the people supporting the recall are not these extremist people. They're not the most politically involved. They care, but it's also people who feel politically homeless from the Democrat side, people who are on the Republican side who may be Trump supporters, maybe not, but definitely aren't supportive of the they knew some agenda and obviously people in the middle who aren't happy with him as well because they think he's extremist or this this politician political elite so that is clearly not true and i think it is only fueling like they said it only is fueling people more to question newsom's agenda maybe they weren't decided or they weren't really caring about the recall but then if they hear him taking this really harsh stance when they know it's not the truth they might actually support the recall more, even if the other candidates are not super enthused about. Um, also, uh, I'm going to touch on this next time. I think I'll table my thoughts or in, in future updates, but the framing of the, the, the effort against the recall to keep Gavin in, in, in power uh, is very interesting. I think there's some things in there that may work against them. And so I want to table that for now. So let me know what you think of all this and leave it in the comments if you're here live you, you have a few seconds to get in a question or a comment and if you're watching the replay or you're listening on podcasting platform watching on rumble make sure to leave your thoughts in the comments and if there's anything that maybe i missed that you want me to touch on or you want me to touch on for next time leave them down there as well and with that said i want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen or watch my thoughts and hear me out and i hope this helped you learn a little more about the recall election and the state of political affairs here in California. And once again, thank you so much. And I will talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye.